Don't be normal. Check this on. Okay, there we go. Um, don't be don't be normal. So, does anyone like to be called weird? There might be a few a few of us out here. I knew there's a couple in here. Um, but for the majority of us, we all want to fit in, right? Uh, I just want to get, welcome you guys to Connection, uh, to our family. Glad you guys are here. My name's Colton, as Matt said earlier. Um, but we all like to be called, none of us like to be called weird. But we all want to be normal. But should we want, should we want to be normal? I know that I don't want to be called weird, but I really should. I'd much rather fit in to my little clique at work or at or at, with my friend group than be the one that stands out. Because when they when you stand out, you get made fun of, right? Uh, but we live in a culture that tells us, "Hey, we can limit ourselves so we can be in the normal range," right? So, uh, but we're going to look at a, a few things or a couple things that Jesus talks about being. How we're supposed to be weird. It calls us to live a weird life. Um, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 7. If you guys want to go ahead and turn there in your Bibles, we'll be there in a minute. But I want to ask, what is normal? Does anyone really define what normal is? So I, w- I went and looked for a few, uh, what we call would be called normal, right? Uh, here's what I found. Normal is hurting, right? We all have hurts. We all, we all, either if it's physical or emotional pain, but it all, ha- it all happens, whether it was done on purpose or not. We all have it. Normal is being in debt, and we all know how draining that can be, right? I used to think having a a car loan is the only way to buy a car, right? And that really got me in trouble after a while, because you know, when you get a car payment, you got more money going out. And then, then it comes down to it, I had this money going out, and I got strapped, so I got a car, or I got a credit card because I needed to make a few extra bills and had that extra thing. And that even got me farther in debt, and to the point where I even lost my car through because I couldn't make the payments, you know. So, but. And, you know, that just brings on more stress, you know, because you got all that stuff and then all stuff is taken away and it just beats us down and brings us stress. And that brings up to another part of being normal is being stressed. And we know what stress does to, our, to us because Matt just talked about it just a couple weeks ago, right? And the biggest one of all of being normal is not having enough time. We all want to say we don't have enough time, right? We're all too busy. We all have too much going on to do what we should, we need to do. But maybe, maybe normal isn't so great, right? Because these examples don't make me want to be normal. But I want to challenge you guys to be weird because that's what we're called to be. Uh, we're going to look at Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 now. It'll be up on the screen if you don't have it. Uh, it's in the NIV. We normally use NLT. I just like the wording a little bit better in the NIV this time around. But it says, 
entered through the narrow gates, for wide is the ga- and broad is the gate that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. It's easy to go through the cr- with the crowd, right? It's easy to follow, follow people. It's easy, it's easy to get there, right? But we all want to use the argument, hey, if there's this many people going to it, can it be wrong? But it, Jesus obviously says right here in Matthew 13, it, it's easy because many enter through it. But in 14, it goes on. But small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life and only a few find it. Hmm. Jesus tells us it's hard to go the right way, right? But we may fail going the right way, right? We, that's, that's our biggest, my biggest deal. I, I want to get going on that right road, but I get a couple of decisions down the way and then all of a sudden I make the wrong one and I fall off that road. But it's about Jesus not calling us to be perfect on this side because we're not going to be. We're humans. We're going to mess up. We're going to fail. But we have to get back up and keep trying. I've heard a pretty good saying, and I like to kind of live by it anymore. But uh, and it's going to be your blanks in your uh, worship handout. It says, "If you want." What normal people have, do what normal people do. But if you want what few have, do what few people do. Isn't that true though? I'm finding it in my life to be more and more true as I go on. Because me and my wife Christina, we've been working through our debt, you know, with the whole money makeover, Dave Ramsey stuff. And we're slowly getting stuff paid off, getting there. And we're finding out if we live like no one else right now, that we can live like no one else later. And it's quickly showing that to be true. Because, I mean, how easy is it to go buy a new car at a car lot? It's not that hard, right? Everyone, I mean, there's a lot of paperwork that goes involved, but you can go there without any money, right? You can go there and bring home a new car. That is just crazy to me because it's easy because you can go there, hey, they'll give us, you can make an affordable monthly payment, right? And then you make, you make those payments for a while and they get a little bit, you get stressed, but you finally get it paid off, right? And, and what's wrong? The car's ready to get, you're ready to get a new car, right? By the time you get it paid off. <laughs> Vicious circle, isn't it? Me and my wife, me and Christina, we find out that we have less to stress about and less, less to do if we tell our money where to go instead of just going buying things like a car. Because trust me, we both rather have different vehicles at this point. But uh, soon enough, we can, we can have that because we, we work our, we're working through our debt and working through where we can just save money and make it where we can go out there and just buy what we need to have. But we have to learn to be different by living different because normal isn't working, right? And that kind of leads into my next uh, worship handout, your next blank on your worship handout. It says, normal isn't working, so we must live differently. If I was to ask you guys to raise your hands, you don't have to, 
But if I was, how many of you would want to be first? It doesn't matter if it's in a race. doesn't matter if it's in life. Just You want to be the top dog, you know? I know I'd raise my hand. I'd pro- if I'd guess, most of you would too. But why wouldn't you guys? I mean, that's the best thing, right? Being first. Everyone else is last, right? After first. But <laughs> not quite. But uh, but Jesus teaches us something a little bit different, a little bit harder to understand. Like makes it hard for us, you know, because Jesus teaches us that the first shall be last, right? And if you're already last, that you can be first. This is this stuff doesn't make sense in my book. But Jesus also. Jesus gives us some examples of how to live differently. First, by not putting yourself first and putting others first. Jesus also says, if you give, and it shall be given to you, right? I like Matt's example on this. He uses it every once in a while. Is If you give an apple away, you have no apples, right? But Jesus blesses you in a way that whether, whether or not it's the same thing that you... You give you gave away. If you gave that apple, you're not going to necessarily get two apples back. But he will bless you in a way that it's like paying for a person behind you in the drive-through. That person leaning out the window, waving and yelling. That that's that's part of your repayment. You know, it's it makes you happy. It makes it gives you that good feeling throughout the day. Where the world says, where Jesus says, give it and give it and. It, He'll give it back to you, right? Or give something to make you make your life better. Where the world says, the only way you can get happy is if you take it. Right? You take and take because you deserve it, right? Jesus also teaches that when someone wrongs you, that you must forgive them. Alright, whatever. But, uh... That's a little difficult for me, you know? I like to hold things together. I might be able to forgive the person the first time, but when they do it over and over and over again, it's kind of like my sisters, you know? They, they, like to, they like to aggravate me a little bit. You know, but, and I can forgive them the first time, but again and again and again, that gets a little difficult for me. But that's what Jesus says for us to do. We, we can't stop forgiving people because we're not perfect, right? They're still going to fail. People are still going to fail. But he also tells, says to find our life, we must lose it. We must give it to him through, we must give up our life and give up ourselves to serve him, right? So that we can have eternal life with him. This stuff is hard. This, it's hard to, to forget yourself and give it away, right? That's why the road is, that's why he says the road's narrow. That's why he says it's small, it's hard to do. It's hard to have the dedication to keep on doing this and get back up when we fail. If it wasn't, I fail all the time. So I have this, I have this problem. And that's why I love Celebrate Recovery so much. And that's why we like to push Celebrate Recovery so much. Because without that, and Celebrate Recovery teaching me to have an accountability partner, and my wife to keep me going, keep me back up. I really have no idea where I would be in life. I don't, I don't have. I doubt I'd be up here. I doubt I'd be anywhere because 
after so many fail, failures, is it's hard to get back up. Asking someone to hold us accountable, is that normal? No. We, the world says we can just do whatever we want and we get whatever we want. But it says in Romans, you don't have to turn it to in your Bibles, I'll have it up here on the screen. But uh, it says in Romans, don't, Romans 12 2. Kind of ran that one into the ground lately, haven't we? <laughs> but uh, it says, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. I know Matt's kind of ran this thing around and around and around, but it kind of fit in right here too. Because this is calling us to be not being normal, not being like the world, right? And it even, it even tells us how to do it in this. And we kind of miss that sometimes. But we have to change the way we think. But, so, when we get to be transformed into someone like God, being like God, being like Jesus, being in the image that He wants us to be, we have to change how we think. Only then will we be able to do God's word work. So, our last blank in your worship handout says, we must think differently than normal people. How easy is it to think differently than, let's say, your best friend? No, you guys, I know I want to just go along with and do whatever my best friend does half the time, you know? Is it always the best thing to do? No. But... And maybe, and even at work, when I'm with like some of my coworkers, is it good to just kind of just flow along with them, or should I stand out and be a little bit different? But I don't want to. I don't want to be different, you know. I want to be in my. I want to have friends at work. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, it's not the easiest thing to do. And I found out through the Transform series, it's not the easiest thing to change the way you think about things. It's hard for me to change how I think about how I do my uh, diets and how I do my physical, but also how I treat my relationships with, let's say, my best friend, my wife, my sisters, <laughs> and just the people around me. I just, I treat, sometimes I just don't do it right, you know? But I really focus down on like three points three truths of God that I really have to keep in mind to keep, keep keep me growing in Him and keep me thinking towards Him. Uh, I have them written down your uh, worship handout so that maybe we can look at them throughout the week and maybe really concentrate and maybe they can help you like they've helped me. But the first one, it says He loves me. The second one is... He is my friend, and He will always be there for me. Crazy thing about this is that our preschoolers are getting taught this every week. This is what our lessons in our baby gap section are all resolved around, or revolve around, not resolves around. But 
they revolve around this, but that we so easily forget when we're adults, right? They can, they can quote all this stuff, no problem. That's, but we easily, oh, we want to please our, our friends more than what we want to please God, right? But remembering that God loves me, that He is my friend, and He'll always be there for me, is so important. Because He sent His Son to make sure that we knew this. He, t- he sent His Son to die for our sins on the cross so that we didn't have to. I need to remember that He made that ultimate sacrifice so we wouldn't have to. And so that, he, that we can be weird like Him and that we can serve Him differently. Just by like, focusing on these in my life, in my last through the Transform series and on, it's, it's changed my life drastically because I haven't really concentrated on pleasing other people but pleasing God because, hey, He loves me. He's always there. My friends aren't always there. They're going to fail too, you know. They're human just as much as I am. But I really want to challenge you guys to continue to like maybe put this on your mirror. Put it where you can see it when you get up in the morning. And maybe it'll change your life a little bit like it's changed mine. Like I said, I wouldn't know what to be, where I would be without him, without being held accountable on this stuff. But so I'm going to pray, and we can be dismissed as we go. And I just want to challenge you guys again to really concentrate on these truths, so we can better our lives through this. Will you pray with me, dear Heavenly Father? I just thank you for just being awesome. Lord, I just, uh, I just want you to be with us as we continue to try, to try to be weird and try to transform into being like you, Lord. Lord, I'm just so thankful that you allow me to be able to speak <laughs> so you can speak through me. Lord, I just pray that uh, we continue to go through this, Lord, and that we can challenge ourselves to be like you. In your name.